Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, well, Jim, you know, I don't even know if the point can be argued that the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets story was the biggest offseason story in the NFL. I was looking forward to following that all season. It lasted four plays. Amazing. Uh, amazing, and it turns, and then they win over the Bills with an incredible defensive and special teams performance. It's you can't make any of this stuff up. Um, it, that's why the NFL is king, because it's always epic. No matter what happens, it feels epic. Aaron Rodgers was the biggest story of the offseason. He did the hard knocks thing. Uh, and it was, listen, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, but I was going to be, I was absolutely invested in seeing what happened there. Yep. And I, I hate that he got hurt. Uh, I never, no matter how I feel about anybody I write about or, or cover, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. And it destroys a great, story um maybe the jets can do something with with zach wilson but it is still even if they do it still destroys a great story this is going to be i mean the nfl is fascinating and this is going to be the most fascinating story in the in the in the league and now you look back that at the overall week one and the vikings were not the only team to absolutely stun us with their performance in the in the first week yeah, no doubt. I mean, shucks, the Chiefs lost to the Lions. Now, I know at, they were without Travis Kelsey. Yeah, at home. Other te- The Bills looked terrible last night. Josh yeah. Allen still has the same issues he had last year. He's turning the ball over at a record pace. More turnovers than any player in the league since he entered the league. There's a hitch in the get-along there with Josh Allen. And I think more combined touchdowns, too. Yep. You know, rushing yep, passes. That's right. So he, he's, he's a big play waiting to happen. The big plays are not all positive. Uh, and it really goes to his mentality. He wants to make every play a big play. And it's kind of admirable. It's definitely entertaining. It's not efficient. No, that's for sure. Uh, back to Rodgers a little bit. Uh, a, a, it's a blown-up Achilles, it looked like. Uh, you know, the more yep. you saw the video, you could see his calf vibrate. And, boy, that was a bad sign. So it's a rupture. I, is he done? I mean, is he going to come back after this, after one season, do you think? It, I don't. I don't know how to answer that. Uh, yeah. He's out for this season, and the question is, he's, he's already the oldest player in the league, and Achilles tendon rehab is brutal and long and boring and painful and difficult. Does he want to do that at this age when he's already got all the money in the world? Does he want to take the risk of another injury? Uh, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not going to try to pretend I can read that guy's mind. And uh, David Bakhtiari, his longtime left tackle, has suffered many of his own injuries, railed about the artificial turf there at the, at the stadium in uh, New Jersey. And, and apparently the NFL is getting rid of their turf fields for the World Cup. Uh, and yep. he said, so you'll do it for soccer players, but not for NFL players. What gives? Where, where are we with uh, turf fields in the NFL, do you think? He's right. Yep. Uh, artificial turf is a terrible idea. It's better than it used to be, but it still seems to prevent it still seems to present more non-contact injuries you know rogers was a kind of it was an it was a contact injury but it's really the way his foot interacted with the ground that yep. seemed to cause the problem um and it's a bad idea people do it because it's versatile you can have a concert one night you can have a, a football game the next night you can have a baseball game or a soccer game the next night and the stuff stands up and it is much better than it used to be i used to walk around the metrodome and it my my heels would be sore just standing on the metrodome during batting practice. You know, it was amazing yeah. how hard that stuff was. It was concrete. Yeah. It's much better, but it's a league that has all the money in the world, 
and that has been accused rightly many times of not caring about the health of their players. This is a player safety uh, issue, and they don't, they don't seem to care. Yeah, you could see that his cleats got stuck in the turf, and then the pressure on, and you could see his heel go right to the ground, and yep. you know felt bad right away. That had to be associated with the turf. I think so. Uh, it's theoretically possible it could have happened on grass, but grass and mud and dirt tend to have more give to it, and it's easier landing on it. It's easier planting. Uh, it's easier on your joints, your knees. Um, there's some give there, and there just is a limited amount of give in anything artificial we see. Uh, number one quarterback uh, taken, uh, rookie out of Alabama. His name escapes me right now. Uh, he's playing uh, for Bryce Young. Bryce Young playing for Carolina. Not much yep. of an offensive line there. He's not a big yep. guy. Uh, you, I hope we don't see. We've seen it before. A young quarterback drafted high, but on a bad team with no offensive line, they get hammered for an entire season at least, and they never realize their potential. I'm worried about that for Bryce Young. Yep, I agree, um, and that's. The thing, you know, it's, it's, it feels right to take a quarterback high and throw him right in the fire, mm-hmm. but you really need to have the right coaches, the right offensive line, the right skill position players, the right situation for him to grow. I will say, uh, like I covered Troy Aikman when he was a rookie, and he took an immense bit beating, and yes. they had to get him off the field just to save his, his rear end. Yeah. Uh, and in Troy Aikman's rookie year, he got beat up, severely beat up, and uh, won zero games, and they had to get him off the field just to save him. Uh, so if they if it starts down that road where it looks like Bryce Young's not his career isn't going to survive this year, they should absolutely just shut him down. Yeah, because because again he is not a big guy at all. And then no. Joe Burrow looked terrible. I, I don't know yeah. what was going on. Now maybe it's a bad matchup with Cleveland. He has not played well against Cleveland. Their whole team hasn't. Uh, and maybe Cleveland's better than we think. Uh, well, Cleveland does have talent, and yeah. they do have a good defense. And they were playing at home, and Burrow missed time during preseason with injuries. Yep. Uh, and and there is a certain amount of randomness in the NFL. One thing we always you – know, it's, it's hard to predict these things. We don't predict these things. But so many NFL games are swung by turnovers, quarterback pressures, and special teams plays. Mm-hmm. And when we are sitting around saying, this team should win by 10, this team should win by 20, this team's the better team, you have no idea how those key plays are going to go. Uh, you know, it, it, I think if Cousins didn't have the one strip sack where he they lost the ball and he had his ribs banged up, he probably plays a completely different game. The Vikings might play a completely different game. They might be up by 10 points going to halftime and just roll. But those plays are the key plays. And anytime you see an upset, it's almost always some combination of turnovers, quarterback pressures, and special teams plays. Yeah. Is that is cousin, Are Cousins' ribs banged up after the first game? I believe so. They're not talking about it. He's not on the injury report. He's definitely going to play. But uh, but just the way he got hit and the way he moved around for a little bit after that yeah. hit, I have to believe he, he either uh, got his ribs banged up or he got the breath knocked out of him or both. Yeah, and those can be painful injuries, but we see yep. QBs play through them, but it can affect their accuracy, their willingness to stand in the pocket. Yep, and uh, I you know I can't say that was the reason Cousins didn't have, didn't have a particularly good game on Sunday. He had a very good game statistically, but yeah. situationally he didn't have a I mean, two, three and outs to end the game, the interception at the goal line. I'm still debating with a bunch of different people on that one. I still don't know if that's the right play for him or not. Probably the better play in first down is check it down to Addison and and just kind of keep eking toward the goal line and know you have a field goal in your back pocket. Um, so the more I talk to people, the more I do think that was probably a bad risk. Uh, the one where the, the interception at the goal Osborne. line? Yeah. yeah. 
did it, it he was behind him a little but i thought osborne kind of drifted on his route and that's why cousins was going off on the sidelines uh because he thought maybe uh osborne saw a defender kind of moved off his route and that forced the pass behind him what have you heard about that nobody's talking about it but i think that's right because there were four defenders in the area Cousins seemed to have confidence throwing into that area because he thought he knew where Osborne was going to be. And the pass ends up being – I asked Cousins myself after the game, mm-hmm. and he kind of gave a vague answer, which means he's probably hiding something. Mm-hmm. My guess is that Osborne didn't do what he wanted him to do in that play, yeah. which is why he had a sideline ramp but didn't say anything about it after the game because he's not going to sell him out publicly. Yeah, and he ranted to his position coach. Right. Uh, expecting him to go and do something about yeah. it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Gray didn't look very good last night. Really struggled with his control. Fascinating outing. He admitted after the game he had no command. He kept on. He said, "I had the, I, everything. I was pulling everything down to the left, and I couldn't keep. I couldn't throw strikes. Couldn't throw quality strikes. And then you look at the final end, and that drove up his pitch count. He's playing against a very, the second best offense in the league. And then you look at the box score, and he got one on run. Now yeah. it wasn't a pretty outing. It wasn't efficient." He needs to pitch better. All those things are true. Still pretty amazing when somebody can be as off as he was last night and still keep his team in the game against a very good team. Fifth, sixth, and seventh inning relief for the Twins right now. Not yep. not looking real lockdown. No, and there's still a lot of mystery with that bullpen. Um, Brock Stewart has a chance coming back soon. Paddock wants to contribute. Uh, Varlin can contribute. Ober might be able to contribute. Uh, Fieldbar is still very good late in the game. I'm concerned about Jax, and I'm concerned about what happens if you get in a postseason and you have to go to one of these guys. But I'm not sure the guys we saw on the mound last night will ever see the mound in the postseason. Right. Uh, Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.